Welcome back to another episode of the best women's boxing show, period. Giandra, you're looking fly. Look at them. We oh, not the weave. <laughs> we were just talking about fuck the weave with about Franchon, but you got the braids again. Yes, you know it's a. I know it looks fly. I know. I know it you does. guys no, like it's it. It's very sexy. But you know what? It's a, a workaround because y'all know I love my big fro, and it doesn't look good under the headset. So we gonna rock the braids. I like it. I really love it. But anyways, I am Cynthia Conte, and I'm Giandra LaBeouf. You know what? I think the last time I I was like pulling your hair. It's so, <laughs> it's so sexy. But you got six braids going on. Mm-hmm. So, little different, switching it up. Doesn't it, it up. hurt? I've asked you this before. You know what? It's all about in uh, lady boxers. If you're in the Los Angeles area and you need a recommendation, I got you. <laughs> The key to it is finding the right braider. Because if you have the right braider like I do, shout out to Brown Girl Braids. Um, They're not all super yanking at your scalp. Mm -hmm. And it looks tighter than it actually is. If somebody's yanking the hell out of your scalp, then they ain't doing it right. But I wanted to ask you a question. What? So before we got together here on the Best Women's Boxing Show, period, we know each other through our travels and you work for Ring Magazine. You've done some great interviews. You've taken some trips with them. What type of interview still gets you up and excited? Like, what is the most, like, if you were planning your day and you wanted, this is the best interview that I, I'm so excited to go do this. What gets you up? You don't have to say a name, but what are the circumstances that make you excited? (sighs) That's a hard one because you know what? Every fighter that I've interviewed, or I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say every, but majority of the fighters, I always find out something about them either through their social media or something that I know no one's asked yet. So I get very, very excited. But if I'm going to have to name drop, it would be Manny Pacquiao because I sang with him. I did karaoke. Well, I didn't do karaoke. I sang with him in the ring during one of his um, his media days at uh, Wildcard. So he didn't believe I spoke Tagalog. He didn't believe I could sing a Tagalog song. So he was Aww. like, he put me on the fly. And um, he was just like, it was it was really an amazing because I really wanted to do a karaoke with him before he ended his career, and uh, you know what? I just kind of married them together, and that was like the best. And Showtime caught it on there, and then I got to award Manny um, an award from Showtime. They're like, Cynthia, you go ahead. I'm like. So I always get I get really excited, uh, especially if I'm a if I'm a fangirl, and of course it's someone that I really truly admire in the ring. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. I love Manny Pacquiao too. He's actually a favorite of mine. You know, people ask me sometimes who gets me starstruck. No, pretty much none of the biters, the fighters, the biters. <laughs> they definitely don't get me excited. Tyson does. Okay. <laughs> but if we had to talk about fighters, I do still get a little starstruck when I talk to Manny Pat. It's something about him. It's the eyes. And it's just like uh, the... I don't know how to describe it. It's just something about Manny Pacquiao has, that's very he's intriguing. easy on the eyes. You know, he just has kind eyes. Maybe that's it because... And I, it's the smile. You know what? He always looks like he's having a good time. I don't think I've ever seen Manny Pacquiao frown. He just always looks like he's happy to be in the building. Yeah, he's always smiling. He's really happy. And um, he's just uh, he's just a happy-go-lucky guy. I don't, I've never seen him mad. 
ever, me neither. ever. And I think um, when Adrian Broner tried to piss him off during their fight, <laughs> he just laughed at him. I remember that. <laughs> that was a fun. That was a nice hotel. Where was it at the Waldorf? I think we were at the Waldorf mm-hmm. in Beverly Hills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a nice hotel, but and really bad Wi-Fi. <laughs> I remember that. Expensive ass hotel with terrible Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. But um, that was a great press conference. But yeah, nothing gets him off of his square. Adrian Broner was trying to talk mess to him about driving or I got to go back down to archives and he was just like <laughs> so funny you know what I'm gonna I just looked in my my office of all, a lot of this stuff like some of the set is pretty much all mine mm-hmm. and uh, the, the this that's how you know I'm a true boxing fan I just just don't have it like that's my glove and that's my ring magazine and that's uh, Oscar De La Hoya you know but um I have the one from Adrian Broner and Manny. Do you remember the faces? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so whenever um, my son Brooklyn would walk in, I would, like, put it on. I have ones... um uh, Floyd and Maidana from their okay. first fight. I have the a picture of my baby. Well, maybe I'll put it in in post, but my baby is sleeping on her bed because I took her with me. Uh-huh. And you just see Manny just smiling and Floyd just <laughs> and my baby just sleeping nicely with the little fans there. It's so cute. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Interviewing Manny's great. Yes, it is. I think, um, I don't know. I, well, I, I mean, I've talked about it before. Maybe, I don't know about on this show. Uh, I remember Steven, Steven Carino. Mm-hmm. So is that how you say it? I always, Carino. Carino. With the, with the tilt. With the, yeah. We went to um, breakfast with Manny after his run. And so, wow. you know, he got to eat some Filipino food. And we just sat there and talked, you know, interviews and boxing. And I was like, so, you know, if you ever run for the president... <laughs> And I could do that because I'm Filipino. So, you know, I can talk politics with him because it's very, very, the politics in the Philippines is a little, it's hard to talk about. But uh, he's just like, no, I don't think I would. And I'm like, you know what? Even if you didn't, we uh, they would write you in. And like, Boo Boy would be your vice president, which is his <laughs> trainer. <laughs> but um, it was really eye-opening that uh, he had one of the things that he first did when he was a senator. He wrote this bill in for any of the older fighters. We're talking elder fighters or people that have just been boxing and then they stopped. But they still kind of continued. There's a bill for them to continue to get money and continue to get health care. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and so and, and no, I, you don't even really have that here in America. Sure don't. And so he goes, I am all about fire safety, and then uh, for the for the health and safety of my Filipino fighters. And so and and that's weird that no one's ever written about that. And he's and and I just randomly had to talk him. We were talking over breakfast while people were asking him about like uh, Broner or whoever. I for, I think it was Broner who he was fighting, and I was just like asking him about political issues. And I was like, don't ask him. Like I can ask that. I can talk about it because I know I know the issues going on in the Philippines. So, but yeah, that's like you know if he ever came back, if he ever came back out of uh, a retirement. I would still get very, very excited. I know, I know. Well, salute to him. Um, And that's kind of indirectly like a great segue to our guest today. So we have Manny Pacquiao, who was supposed to fight our guest's uh, protege. Errol Spence Jr. That fight fell apart, as we know, when Errol Spence had his uh, orbital injury and Ugas stepped Stepped in, in. upset the apple cart, defeated Manny Pacquiao, who went on to fight Errol Spence. So, yeah, we're excited to talk to Errol Spence's 
trainer. We got Derek James in the building. Well, actually not in the building, but on Zoom. Uh, You know, I can't remember uh, what year because it was during pandemic or right before pandemic when I awarded you the uh, Ring Magazine Trainer of the Year. You're also um, uh, WBC Trainer of the Year because you got two fabulous uh, champions under your belt, Errol Spence Jr. and Jermel Charlo. You know we're going to get to the nitty gritty because uh, this is boxing and we just go into it. Errol Spence. Errol right. Spence Jr. Let's talk about that fight because he pulled off one of the best performances we have ever seen. Like, I mean, crazy to not crazy enough to say that nothing ever happened. And you said it, Errol said it, that he looks better than ever. I remember I t- I texted you after that the horrific accident, just saying my right. prayers. I know I, I don't want to go back into it, but Derek, he's like your son. Break that down for us. How did you feel when all of that, all of that well, happened? In the- for me, I never really got the opportunity to uh, be upset because when I got to the hospital, they, they, I was upset, but not like, like, just like so upset to where I couldn't focus. I got there, the police officer was there on the scene, and then the doctors came out and told me that he wasn't, you know, that he wasn't had didn't have anything broken, nothing injured, no injuries other than like, you know, the teeth or whatever. And that, so that, for me, that was it. I mean, I didn't, when I heard that, it wasn't a big issue at that point because I mean, I knew he'd be okay. I didn't care about the boxing thing. Mm-hmm. I just knew he'd be okay and that's all I cared about. When the, when the footage was released, when you saw, you when you heard from the doctor, it was just the teeth. And then when you actually saw the footage of the, uh, right. uh, I mean, thank goodness, like, I, Praise God that he is he came out in one piece. But when you saw that, Derek, what did you honestly think? I, I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I, well, I couldn't believe it that any, nothing was wrong with him. I couldn't believe that like somebody could survive that, you know. And uh, or I mean, it's just everything was all about timing because they had to hit there were poles, light poles in the, in the middle of the street that were could have been cars coming. I mean, it could have been a lot of stuff that could have happened. And none of those things happened. Very fortunate. And I'm happy for that. So when he shows up after that, you've been with him for many, many years and you know him very well as an athlete. Does that make you tentative? Does that make you nervous as a trainer to jump right back into that pushing? What type of soul search did you do? Like, "Mm, I don't want to push him too hard. How did that change just re-emerging back into training for you? Well, you know, he when he said he's he he said he was just coming to the gym, and I thought he was just coming to the gym just to kind of like get a feel of it. He came to the gym with his bag ready to do a little workout. Wow! And I think that I think that when he started working out from, I believe even when he knows where he was, like you got to gauge him from the Sean Porter fight because that's right when it happened. Right? Mm-hmm. I think that he had to fall back a little bit and understand. Really take it to, you know, uh, they realized this is really what happened and what he just went through. And then when he did that, I mean, it was just like a gradual workout, like really something real, like real light. Because you really realize you can't focus on who he was. It's like who he is now. You got to take him for who he is now. That's really what it was all about. Just taking any time with it, but more of a communication. We talked a lot, see how he's feeling. And just gave him my feedback on more about how I thought he was doing, just you know for affirmation. And because it's more, it's like this is a whole mental situation also. So he has to know that he can do it, 
and believe in. I believe that you need, to, you know, you need to know that I believe in him also. So when when it's all mental and giving him aspiration and just pushing him, were there at times that he was really pushing himself and you just say, you know, let just chill, Errol, or was he the one like, no, let's keep going, Derek, let's just keep on going. Well, we just played it by ear, basically, like how he's feeling until he built up to the, the energy to do more. Because when we, we don't do rounds, we do non-stop. So it could be 25 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever, 21 minutes. So it's just about him feeling the moment. Like if it's a little bit too much, so I pull back, you know, you can kind of tell because you know the guy. Mm-hmm. What's the and longest? So, oh, I'm sorry, Derek. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, you said you guys don't do rounds. You know, you'd be 20, 25. What's the longest right. session, like one session round? However, what's the longest he's ever gone without stopping? Probably uh, like, because uh, say we do 25 minutes, right? Then I'll say 10 more minutes. So when you get 25, 10 more minutes, then you say 10 more. So probably like about 45 minutes, maybe 50 minutes. He sparred for moment. 45 minutes without stopping? Well, well on the mitts, on the mitts. Like on the oh. Mitts, <laughs> I was going to say, well, was like, that with like, one on, person? <laughs> no, no, no. No, on the bag, you'll go like, you can go like 30, 45 minutes. Wow. But no, no, not in, in sparring, we do three-minute rounds with 30-second break. Yeah, but yeah, we don't, yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I remember the last time when I went there to do an exclusive for Ring magazine, uh, I saw Errol, uh, Errol Spar, and I mean, I've seen the work rate, both of you, and I think my photog, Dino and I, we were just exhausted just watching you guys, right, and we weren't even right. doing anything. Right. But uh, yeah, Errol, Errol I, it, it's, it's crazy enough that he has not missed a beat, and uh you know, God had a plan for him and for him to be here still with us to fight another day is uh, is a testament right, to right. to the person he is and this um, the fighter that he is. I mean, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, right, right, that right. whole part of him is in the past. And he's right. he's really proven to us that he is really <laughs> he's making his well, case. Well, my God. Well, <laughs> well, you know, I want I want to say that. It's a true testament to himself mm-hmm. and his work ethic. To because to, you think about this, he was off. I like got two big long breaks, mm-hmm. but when those two times he came back, he was able to prevail and be great. And like beating Danny Garcia and then beating Ugas, who had just beat Pacquiao, mm-hmm. who just fought Sean Porter. I mean, so listen, you think about all the people that, and like even even in researching, like because when you start to uh, you got to watch tape on Ugas and realize how many of these guys he really beat and who all he really fought. Like, man, he fought a lot of people, you know, mm-hmm. and some tough guys. So, I mean, uh, and, and for him to be able to perform the way he performed just shows just what his work ethic really is and who he really wants and desires to be. Remember, so there were two fights back-to-back. I think it was the Fondora fight and then um, Ariel Spence's. And I remember texting you. <laughs> I'm like, we found we saw two fights back-to-back where they battered the shit out of their face. Like, yes. I mean, Ugas, yeah. he he's a fighter. I mean, we saw what he did with Manny Pacquiao, but Manny and Errol are very, very different fighters. Very. But Errol, everything that came out of his arsenal it's like you can't you can't beat Errol as a fighter. It's just you think he's a pressure fighter. You think he's a boxer. He's he's a very well-rounded fighter, and he's always wanted to prove that that he's just not a right. knockout artist. Right, 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 right. 
So uh, I was going to say, go ahead. I just had to say that. <laughs> no, no it, it, it's really it, just it's extraordinary to see how the opponent kind of dictates the version. I think back to the Mikey Garcia fight when people kept saying, you <laughs> I had a good time in Dallas. That, that was, was fun. fun. I had a ball that was that like fight. the last time we had a great time in Dallas. For sure. Right, 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 and then right. just looking at the variety of opposition, Sean Porter has a reputation for being a brawler and smothering people. Right. And right. he neutralized that. And then you get to Ugas, who is a, a very technical fighter, very Cuban style fighter. He neutralizes that. Yeah. Right, right. Do you watch tapes of your pupil and go, God damn, I did a really good job with that. <laughs> I did well, a really you know, good job. <laughs> you know what? I haven't really seen the fight yet, but I, I've seen <laughs> I, I don't watch I don't watch it for uh for its greatness. I watch it for its flaws, right? I watch to see what I can see or how I can be better or how we can be better. Because I mean I'm not like I always say I'm not a fan of the guy. I mean I'm not I'm not gonna return my one. Never gonna do that. I'm just going to give him, as a fighter, I remember I wanted decisive instructions, like tell me definitive things, tell me what to do, exactly. Mm-hmm. Step here, this. So I want to be able to do those things for the guys that I know that from my perspective as a fighter, I remember the things that I didn't, they didn't say that I wanted them to say. So it's like, um, yeah, no, nah, man, it's like, um, I, I just watch them and I, I, I enjoy the fights. I mean, I enjoy, I mean, I enjoy watching them, but I think that you can't be a fan, mm-hmm. and and because a lot put like this as a fan, you miss a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm, but just like true. when I, so but when that's like when I watch like watching boxing, other fighters fight, I have to watch it as a fan. I, I have to watch it if I don't care. I just want to see a good fight. But when it's my guys, I have to watch the the hands, the this, the that, the head movement, everything. I mean, in that fight, I mean, as a fan, and I mean, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a trainer by any means. But when but, you're watching Errol, were there things in there that uh, you, you, you had to keep telling Errol, stop doing this, but continue to do this, or you need to do this more? Well, I mean, it was like when in in, in the beginning he was trying to punch really hard, right? So I just told him, I just said, calm down, just let the punches flow. I said, don't focus on the power. I said, because this guy is not going to quit. You got you to you gotta make him quit. You got to keep chopping him, hitting him in the body, hitting him and breaking him down. And I said, that's, that's going to be the key because I think that you can't. Like with a guy, I think about this guy escaped six times. And on the seventh time is he when he, again. he, he Sorry, got I out. Help it. Like, yeah, right. You're right. Like, hey, listen. Listen, <laughs> he's funny, <laughs> but 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 on the seventh time he was able to escape. Think about that. So he's very persistent, and he's not going to give up. Is what 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 I learned from his his history of escaping from Cuba. Mm-hmm. So I was like, listen, man, don't worry about trying to knock him out with the one shot. Right? Just keep breaking him down. Just keep chopping him down. Keep chopping him down. And think about this. He didn't even want to stop when they stopped the fight. Right. Dude, you, yeah, your ribs are broke. Yeah, you know yeah. You know, your, the nose is broke, your face is you're like, no, he's like, I'm still fighting. <laughs> yeah. So that's the guy that won't quit. That's the guy that you never really want to see in real life because he's the guy that's going to keep coming back. 
that was a brutal weekend. My God. And and the the, the best part, if there's a best part, if you're the A side, there's a best part. <laughs> the best part as fans is these were great matchups. Mm-hmm. And we saw domination of two greats, not a lopsided battle because yeah. Ugas is definitely a formidable opponent. We take right. our hat off to him. He's had some wonderful fights. He's had his own struggles in trying to get his mandatories and championship fights. So it was a great matchup and I enjoyed right. it a lot. So, well, now that um, after that matchup has finally happened, Errol Spence finally calls out for sure Terrence Crawford. That yeah. is the Ooh. only fight that needs to be made right. in boxing. I don't care the about any fight. other fight. Well, except, fight. except Serrano and whatnot. Uh, Crawford, we see him. He's at the snack gym. He's getting trained. He's training. And, and obviously there's no fight that has been announced. But Derek. Wow. What, what's the conversations of that fight? It has to happen. I'm sorry. It has well, to. we got to check. We gotta, if, if he's in that gym, we got to check that doping situation. But you know, oh. but no, nah, I mean, I, I think he's. A, you know, I mean, it's gonna be. I mean, I, it's gonna happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like this year, because he, yeah, it's Terrence like Crawford this, said, keep those belts warm. Not, I'm coming for him this not, year. Hey man, we're not fighting once a year. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, listen, it, it's gonna happen. And that's all I got to say, you know. And listen, he's supposed to listen. He's supposed to say that he, he's been wanting these belts for a while, but it's just it's what getting the belts is like the the big deal. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, um, getting the belts is really like issue. I may want something, but to have them and what it takes to get them, something totally different. So so good. If we could have Derek James's a list of demands, what would be on your personal list if you could submit your own? Like these are the things we need for this fight to go. Where does it? Where does it need to be? What is it? You know, what what would be ideal? I mean, really, if you think about it like this, I don't really. I'm not into the demand situation. I'm just into he's going to sign the contract. You know, whatever man, it's going to be whatever good for him. And I mean, I think he has he has to understand what he brings to the table and has to understand what the opponent brings to the table. It's no different when Sugar Ray fought Tommy Hearns. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no way Tommy Hearns and Ray Leonard was his own promoter, right? Harold was his own promoter. And he's selling 40, 40 50,000 seat arenas out. There's yeah. No way, there's no way you're selling 8,000 8, seats in, in Mandalay Bay in Vegas. And you can't think you're supposed to be getting the same thing that dudes, you know, me selling, so whatever. But I mean, it's it's, it's business, it's life, and I think that he's going to the fight's going to happen. Put it like that, the fight's going to happen. As we talk about business and gates and seats and ticket prices and uh, gates and pay per views and upsides, I'm admiring your art behind you. So I mean, you have a great champion, so that means you have some nice paydays too. (laughs) So what is the last big? I like your art in the background, but like, what's the last thing I'm you splurged? What do you, what you, what's the last thing you splurged on for yourself? Or do you buy like a nice little big ticket item for yourself or someone special? I, mean, I, I, have, a I have a lot. Of, I have a lot of art in my house. Oh, I have a lot of art. But this, this is, I'm in the hotel, but I have a lot oh. of art in my house. What kind of art do I you like, like? I like. Uh, we'll put it like this. Every, I, in my house, I have every piece of art in my house is. Uh, from an African American artist, so it's Ooh. like a different, 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 different pieces. My house was built by uh, a brother. I mean, my real estate agent was a brother. His real estate agent was a sister. I mean, so it's like it's a whole deal. Title company was you know black owned. I mean, so it was like everything was like you know had a little spice in it. But you know, um, 
No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I love art, and uh, you know, I love a lot of jazz. But I mean, but I don't. When I spent, maybe on. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't do. I mean, I buy a house and a car. I mean, you know, that's what kind of what kind of car you buy? Hey man, we just, <laughs> <laughs> hey man, hey man, you know, now this I bought like a, um, I bought a uh, a AMG GT fifty three. Okay. Okay. Out of from, from, from Mercedes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know Errol will be like buying tractors and stuff right now okay. for his farm. And more chickens and yeah, animals. Yeah, oh, he buy, he buy trucks. He bought like a couple trucks. Oh, I know. see. He's building his own Chevelle. Is it, uh, is it a Chevelle? Right. Woo! Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a sweet yeah. car. That's so sexy. Oh, my right. goodness. Well, Okay, that's just one champion of yours. Exactly. Now, now we got another champion. And right, I remember right, questioning right. you because Jermel Charlo, he is the WBC, UB, WBA, and IBF champ. And he's taking on the junior middleweight champ. And he's taking on Brian Castaño for the WBO strap right. uh, May 14th, which is her birthday. My birthday. She'll be repping. Woo. She'll be repping. Yeah. And we'll be in California also. I exactly. know. Thanks for planning that for my birthday. I appreciate it. <laughs> Happy birthday. I'd uh-huh. like to thank Al Heyman for planning that fight on my Okay, thank you, Al. Bring her her flowers I'll and some chocolates. Be, it'll be a treat for you also. We'll make sure. That. Ooh, Ooh, see, I that. like that. I like that. <laughs> right, right. Okay, so this fight is, uh, I remember I interviewed you for Ring, I think right after, yeah. and I questioned you about the, the 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 controversy of the cards and the decision that it went to. Right, it was a draw, right. I believe. And right. you schooled me. You're like, well, how can a man win when he's always up against the ropes? Mm. I get it. So now, um, Castaño even says you must be wearing, not you, but uh, Jamel should be wearing, or, or was wearing rose-colored glasses because that was not the fight that everyone else saw. Whatever they're going back in the ring. What has what have you and Jamel worked on ever since that fight? Because I know damn well you watched that fight and what he did and what Jamel needs to do in order to uh, be victorious, a clear uh, a clear victory. Well, really, I didn't have to watch the fight over because this fight, I remembered everything. I remember what happened in the fight or whatever, but I have watched it again. And I mean, you know, we worked on not gonna be. It's gonna be like round four, round thirteen. Mm-hmm. If you think about those last four rounds, it's gonna be the first round. That's how it's gonna start out, just like that, no different. So we're not gonna, um, you know, it's gonna be really probably Brian Gasson is a hell of a component, uh, hell of an opponent. Mm-hmm. And I think that he's gonna come out. He's gonna unless I heard him, he said he's gonna knock Jamel out. So. I think that that's dope. I mean, I, I believe it. I think, hey, a man tell you that. You got to be okay, he's serious. I like that. It's fighting words. I like that, it. That press conference yeah, was pretty you spicy out. that uh, no, you guys like, had. Knock you out. The fight is not going to distance, is what he said, which is dope. I mean, come think about that, man. Somebody tell you, you'll knock him out. He's going to knock you out. Like, okay. You better back that up. I mean, no, I, no, I just think that he's in the right space. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, he, he believes that that was the best version of Jamel Trello. And that's cool. Because, I mean, he's in the right space for that. I mean, keep believing that. What's the best response to that? Because I always notice when fighters say to each other, I'm going to knock you out. And the uh, other side never goes, no, I'm going to knock you out. <laughs> so if somebody told you in the midst of a, a fight yeah. range, James, I'm going to knock you out. How do you respond to that? What is the best way to respond to somebody saying that to you? Hey, there's no response because it's like, I mean, I, I think, what do you say? Like, I mean, it's like, it's like tit for tat, man. You're not a kid. So they just, <laughs> okay, all right. 
We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. I'm remember that after the fight. <laughs> oh, I love it. You're so funny. I, mean, <laughs> hey, yeah, I, I think that I, you know what I think with Brian Cassano. So I think that he he watched the fight, but he watched the fight for rose colored glasses also because mm-hmm. I mean uh, he did he, he stole the round that he won. Mm-hmm. The last ten seconds. He stole those rounds. I mean, he threw like a fluid punch. And not necessarily saying he landed or didn't land, but, you know, um, hey. But put like this, this this fight can't be close for the next one. I want decisive mm-hmm. rounds to be won from Jamel. So you can't, there's no way on this earth he's going to get a decision in California like that. I don't believe so. Yeah. What's the biggest difference between Jamel Charlo and Errol Spence? In the way that you train them, one of them's left-handed, one of them's right-handed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, um, I think that both of them are, in a certain ways, they're similar, but then in other ways, they're not. I mean, you know, like um, I'm not going to get into that. That's a whole other situation. So, okay, that's I'm, a whole other interview. That. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. if you want to come by, we cut the camera. You can. Right. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right there. We go. There we go. <laughs> There we go. Can't tell the sauce, the secret. Cameras off, we can talk about it. Because <laughs> it's, it's intriguing to what they're both at the top of their level. They right. both fight well. They're both magnificent. And I'm not saying that to shade one or the other because they're both at the top of their game. They're both fantastic right. athletes. They just have totally different personalities. Right, and, you yeah, tra- yeah. and you train them both. So, I, But with right, that right. even being said, Derek, I mean, you're in Dallas. Do you get fighters banging at your door like, can mm. you train me? I mean, if I were a fighter mm. and I knew that you've got two two great champions under your belt and uh, you must be doing something right. Hello. Yeah, a little bit. You know, I'm doing a little bit. <laughs> a little something. something. Just a little something. But, but, you know, no, I mean, people ask me all the time. I mean, I really don't. Uh, I mean, I work, I work a job. So I, I, I kind of want to keep, like, certain parts of the life regular. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be so engulfed in boxing to where I just can't, I can't have a conversation. Mm. I don't know anything about the world. I mean, it's boring. I think it's boring to sit in the gym all day and do boxing or whatever. So I, I kind of, you know, I kind of move around a little bit. You know, I do have a job. So, you know, um, I do that. And then I you know, go to the gym and train or whatever. And that's wait, it. I mean, wait you know, what do you mean you have a job? You got what, a job. What's yeah. a job? Like, what do you do? I'm a trainer. So oh, oh, yeah, that's person. right. I remember yeah. when I went to your gym. You were you. Um, he has a really cool gym. So in the back, it looks like one of those things that you see the influencers always doing something. Mm-hmm. He has these really cool windows. Um, it's really cool. Yeah, that's right. I remember. I wanted to do a workout with him, but I was short on time. I wanted to film it. Okay, so maintaining right, right. that balance. How did Burley Brooks make his way into the gym? Because I know you have well, a well, third we, fighter. We know him Burley for like um, years. Like he, we knew him. He was at a gym we used to train at. So it was like, um, and it, it was like he was a young kid there in the gym. And when he got returned pro, you know, we where else would he go? But with Arrow, and so he's been with he's been with us ever since then. But I trained like that Frank Martin, mm-hmm. you know. So you know, and uh, Marcus Brown. Mm-hmm. I mean, so yeah, I was like five guys, you know. So that's that's at my limit, no more. You don't want li- you don't want to train any women, since we are a women's boxing show. Not just women, but we do talk to men. But would you ever my, take my a time. female? I mean, I I would. I'm not I'm not sexist, so yes, I would take a female. <laughs> but I don't have any time. Like I'm like I'm like, 
you know, don't, don't have any time for anybody else. Don't huh? say that because next thing that's going to happen is a female fighter is going to be waiting outside of the gym and hit one of the fighters with the Nancy Kerrigan. <laughs> or the Tanya right, Harding right, and hit them right. in there. Oh, you got space now. One yeah. of your fighters oh, yeah. fell out. <laughs> Let me move <laughs> <Yeah>. in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, listen, yeah, it's funny. But it's, I mean, uh, it is a little segue uh, since we are of a uh, women's box uh, podcast show, right. boxing show. Do you watch women's fights? I don't watch any. I really don't watch boxing at all. Oh, interesting. Okay, well then I'm not going to ask you about Katie Taylor versus Serrano. But, but no, but um, no, I really want to. I think that's an interesting fight, though. I think it is. I mean, okay. So Katie since Taylor, you don't watch it, go ahead. I want to hear. I want to hear your. Katie Taylor, I, from, I think she's still like an outstanding fighter. And Serrano's the one that knocks a lot of people out, right? Right. Hmm. Okay, yeah, so that should be interesting. Katie Taylor's going to have to come out there and beat this box. Cause, but she gets knockouts also, I think. I mean, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, I don't watch a lot of boxing. I'm for real. Bringing two champions all the way up to bringing two guys to these championships. What advice would you give to an upcoming trainer who wants to take the path like you where they're not fully immersed into boxing. They still have an outside life and a career because like many, like Cynthia and I, we have outside jobs besides right. us too to try to be balanced. So if somebody wanted to follow your path, what would you advise them to do? I would tell them to, first I would tell them that to be able to be, I think to be able to be a good trainer, to remove yourself from the situation totally meaning that you never reference yourself when you're talking to them about boxing. You never really, and you, like, you don't try to train them like you used to fight, right? But you may take some attributes that you use or this or that, and something is applicable to this particular individual. So you can apply it to him and help him, he or she, help him. Right. And so I think, <laughs> I think that because what happens is a lot of times when you say, I used to do this, I used to do that. So that's, that's like challenging the fighter. And these young kids don't take it like that. Like, man, what do you, you know, so I think that you have to remove yourself. And like, I see like this one guy training the fighter. And I mean, it's a lot of people who train fighters and they try to train the fighters just like they used to fight. So mm. that's, I think that's, that's the biggest issue. Is there any fighter out there since, I mean, you don't really watch boxing, but I know you do. Is there any other fighter out there that really excites you that you, when you do watch it as a fan, what, what fighter excites you or what matchups have, uh, that you were excited about recently? You know what? I, I like Tank Davis. I like, um, okay. You know, I did like Anthony Jasper a while ago. You know, I like him. What happened? Especially, especially, I mean, I think that, I mean, I haven't really seen him fight much. I just know he lost a couple fights, but I think he's still a good fighter. Do you think when key. in the rematch with Usyk, because uh, apparently that's going to be going down very soon, uh, do you think Anthony Joshua will be able to out? Well, I I don't, I don't even want to say outbox Usyk because you can't outbox the boot. Yeah. I think I remember I, I asked you when you told me Usyk, but um, this is the rematch, and uh, he I think he brought on an American trainer. I can't I, I don't know is that does that does that help coming from a trainer's perspective if you brought in a new trainer specifically for a fight? That could, I could that could make a difference. That could make a difference. I think that you know. Okay, I, I just think it help. I just I didn't that. know if you revert back to your old ways. That's why. That that's possible too. I mean. I think that his his training to probably to be able to deal with Usyk's speed and his athleticism, 
he's going to have to bring on a trainer from far further than America. Mm-hmm. And bring on a trainer from like the heavenly, you know, whatever. <laughs> Jesus going to have to come down. <laughs> I, I, think, I think that because I think that, you know, it's like, come on, man. You know, I think it's speed. I didn't see the fight, but I can just imagine the speed and the time and the athleticism was the key that you had to keep up with. And that that's something very difficult. So what is this? So what's the shift that you, if you had Anthony Joshua in your camp, what would you like to focus on with him? What would you start with? What does he need? Well, first of all, I work with him on his defense. I work with everybody on his defense first and foremost. Because the key element is for these guys, if they're ever in a storm, to be able to be calm. So you have to be able to know that you're going to protect yourself at all times in you know, defensive perspective. Then I will work with him on, like, you know, like his reaction time. His reaction time is key for everything. What is your, you know, what's your remedy for that, for reaction time? Like we see some people like to use the tennis balls and all that kind of stuff. What's your training technique, if you can share that, you know, I mean, I just worked, I worked the mitts. I worked the mitts. And, I mean, I'm moving, I'm bouncing, I'm moving around moving around and just, you know, my, my, my speed in itself is like, cause you have to teach somebody cause what happens in boxing, you may have an idea what you really want to throw, but you can only throw what the other person presents. Or you can throw what you want to throw, but intelligent fighters throw what the other person presents or what they create. So you teach somebody to create something or to be able to react off of what somebody presents. So that's all about reaction time. Okay. Okay, well, we just saw, I don't, wait, did you see the Fury fight recently? No, no, no. Okay, well, if you didn't see it, regardless. I uh, didn't see it. Okay, but as you know, Fury as a fighter, everyone says right. that he's probably the fastest heavyweight, especially at his, as big as he is, and he is retiring. But I honestly don't think he'll retire. I think he'll come back eventually. Same. Um, and it will probably be for Usyk. Sorry, guys. I think Usyk wins the rematch. Now, um, based on what you know of Usyk and Fury, who it's boxer versus boxer, but Fury is also much bigger, and Usyk, he does have yeah. some knockout power. Right, Usyk, I think will be too. He's gonna be too fast for these guys. That's what I you say. Know, I, mean, I say that all speed, the time, and everyone gets mad. His speed, speed, listen. I just think that. But Tyson Fury throws a lot of punches, so that may throw off the speed, right? To where he throws out the speed, but I think that he he's a, he's a cruiserweight. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that you take that into consideration. A little bitty guy is always in boxing, or from what I always believed is that a little, a little, a good little guy will be the good, a good big guy or okay big guy, right? When it comes to a really super great big guy, it may be a little bit more difficult, but his speed may be the difference. I mean, I think that his speed, I mean, his speed, his reaction, his athleticism. And moving around, I think that may be the difference. I've always said it. Usyk is going to be the undisputed. Sorry, guys. Well, listen, <laughs> I mean, listen, if, listen, I, yeah, if I was a betting woman. Death. I've never seen Usyk fight one time. i never even seen him throw a punch. Yeah. But I know that he's faster than those bigger guys. I've never <laughs> seen like I've never seen the clip. Man, I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't watch a lot of boxing. You are in a bubble. Like we're gonna put some bubble wrap around you. You don't <laughs> no, watch no, no, no boxing except I do what watch, you train, except our fighters. I mean, exactly. 
I do watch some fights. I mean, if I'm not watching, I'm a, I'm a go-to fight. But I think that it's like you can't be so consumed with this thing. No, that, it's true. That's I mean, facts. You listen, the consumption of it. It's like, come on, man. If I'm in, I, I teach boxing at a, at a health club. Then I go to my gym and I train fighters. Well, that's a, that's a whole lot. That's a whole lot of you know. And most every phone call you have throughout the day is about somebody about some boxing. <laughs> <laughs> so you think I want to watch boxing? Right now? <laughs> that's true. Okay, so what do you have at your house that is the most unboxing like thing that is so counter to your life? Like, do you have a fluffy poodle? Like, do you have what's the no. most opposite boxing thing you have? I I I have a, I have a, a patio upstairs and I sit on my patio and just look out into the pond in the backyard and just kind of like really quiet, really peaceful. Listen to the bugs or whatever it is out there making <laughs> the noise. Because it's kind of like I live in the country, but I don't. But it's like the pond and the whole seems like so it's quiet, very serene, very quiet. I think you're the first that said I have a pond in my backyard. I know, <laughs> it's giving very Princess and the Frog. I love it. Uh-huh. So, man, you've got a pond. Errol's got a farm. Do you go over to the he farm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a pond also. We we talk about we we talk about our ponds and everything. <laughs> he has he has some work done on his pond. <laughs> do, like, do you have lily pads and frogs in your pond? <laughs> You know what? That's adorable. I probably, I probably do have some frogs. My daughter saw a frog in the yard the other day. So, yeah. Take us some video. Send us some video of the pond. See, look. Oh, hey. So, hey, look. You guys can bond with Terrence Crawford over that because he likes to fish. He's a big time fisherman. Remember? Well, hello. Errol Spence, he's the big fish. <laughs> he knocking on Terrence's door. <laughs> See, we write, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we we writing stuff for their build up. I write, right, right, yeah, 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 right. We building it up yeah. for you guys. So don't disappoint us. Well, you know what? Be- right. hey, listen, it won't be no. Listen, Terrence Crawford is a phenomenal fighter, and so I'm gonna tell you like this: He's gonna bring it all. He's not gonna play. I mean, his training, all his training, they gonna all have him ready, and so that's what you got to think about. They, it's gonna be a phenomenal fight. It sure will. will be ready. Chance is going to be ready for sure. He's been waiting on this for, for many years or whatever he said. So it's going to be a phenomenal fight. Fight, And I'm just telling you, just, just listen. Just watch. You know, as Trinidad Jane said, don't believe me, just watch. <laughs> I like it. Oh, I'm going to believe- make sure I have a babysitter for that fight week. If it's in a and winter, I want to wear some fur. <laughs> well, I'll wear fur regardless of hey, sequence. And hey, listen, hey, listen you're going to be fly. It's going to be a phenomenal fight. I think that... Everybody, it's something everybody wants to see. And listen, I'm dedicating this fight to my guys who really, you know, they really talked about the fight big time, you know. So it was like, uh, it's going to be good. So I got to say, it's going to be real good. It's going to be phenomenal. Why do we have half your face on camera, (laughs) Derek? Hey, I'm sitting back. I was sitting up here. Go. Okay, real fast before we let you go. I'm looking at your website right now, and I really love this shirt that you have. It's called Three Dreams. I am living my ancestors' dreams, Martin Luther King's dreams, and my haters' dreams in orange. And your quote is, I love, I am my greatest competition. Right. I think you need to send us some shirts over here. We like shirts. I got you. I got Woo! you. I got you. You told me I you were going to give me some Errol Spence uh, gear. I'm sorry. I, 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 I have no control. Listen. Hey, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I, I, I have no control over Errol Oh, wait. Spence actually, Errol told me. <laughs> Not you. I forgot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have no control over his situation. Okay. But, I mean, I can see some stuff. 
Well, I'm saying like I got a little pink one. Oh, we like white pink. and pink. You know, white and pink with a little bit of bedazzle on it. Did you see that bedazzle? Ooh, he already knows. Cute. Okay. And then we yeah, also yeah. want you to do a weekly segment with us from the pond. <laughs> and um, hey, listen, I'm on my. I'm, listen, what's funny about it is this was crazy. I don't go out there a lot, right? Because when we go out there, it's so relaxing that you stay longer than you intended to. Uh-huh. So and we have to take water. You have to have water out there because if not, you're gonna get dehydrated. <laughs> so it's like when it's, when it's, I'm just, so it's like it's so relaxing. You sit there and it's like two, three, four hours pass by. You're like man, what the heck? You get up and you're dizzy. So yeah, so like, <laughs> see, I didn't know the country was like that. It's chilling. Like we- it, it's really it's the city, but it's like country s. Kind country of- s. <laughs> no, but you know his gym when it, you know your gym is not even on the Uber map. When wow. we, t- we took an Uber, me and Thino were like, right. he's like, I'm not sure where I'm taking you. It's like this back road. Your address is not even on the map. I was I like, love that. I mean, I mean, if I was like stalkerazzi, paparazzi, be like, but right. yeah, I was like, I think this is it. I'm not sure, but no, it's a really cool gym. I think we're gonna have to take a work trip uh, yes. for our channel, Ryan. Let's put this in the in, in, in a proposal that we're gonna come and you're gonna teach us your boxer size, <laughs> Derek. I'm gonna I'm sit at the pond. Right, <laughs> That's yeah, true. You sit at the pond. <laughs> Okay. Sit at the pond and listen to my little, you know, my, I'm, I'm seeing some, I'm seeing some footage of how it sounds in my backyard. Yeah, send it to us. Don't send it to anyone else. Yeah. Send it to I'm us. Send it, I'm sending it. I'm sending it. I thought you were gonna. I thought you said you were gonna sing to us. I'm like, oh yeah, you go on, that boy. No. You no, sing no, us. No, no. <laughs> All right. No, no, no melodies here. No melodies here. No, no. Oh, Derek. No hidden talents. You know, you crocheting or anything like that. And I want to. I want. You know, I always wanted. I was a designer, so I used to go. I could sew. What? <laughs> yeah, I could sew, yeah. I went to school for fashion design, so I could sew, yeah. What? Hold on. Wait, yeah. hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. But, but. Wait, what kind of, like, suits or what were you yeah, women's I, I, wear? I've, I've done that, but I've done that before. I mean, I've done that before. I've made curtains and all kind of crap. I worked for my aunt's interior decorating firm at one time. I made curtains for her or my daughter's room, you know, or oh uh, my clothes, like my son with a little, little jumper. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, he was a little kid, he was a baby. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, used shorts and all kind of boxing have, trunks. Have you ever offered Errol yeah. and Jermel to make their, their, their ring walk? No, no, no. I don't <laughs> I, I listen. I don't have the time, and I I can't make a lion's head. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> wow, we just learned something new about you. I never heard that before. I have made right. never. Right. Thank you for that. Thank you for the first. I always wanted to be. I was like a designer. I wanted to be a fashion designer. So yeah. You still can. That explains the art. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm done with that. I'm I'm done with that. I'm done with that. No, you're not. Jazz, jazz and art, jazz and art. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. Wow. We, he doesn't watch boxing. He loves jazz. Got he loves pond. art. He wanted to be a designer. He knows how to right. make glitterati. He knows how to make cur- curtains. No, no, no. <laughs> well, I, never, I never said glitterati. <laughs> I said that. I, <laughs> I, I can make I can I can make some curtains, you know. Yeah, but yeah. I am impressed. All right. Yeah, wow, yeah. the stuff we learn here. But Derek, I appreciate you. We appreciate you for coming on and letting us know. Um, oh shoot, just giving us some insider information yeah. about things that we right. have no idea. Make us some clothes for the show. Right. 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 Thank you for that. Yeah, we. Ex- there we go. Yeah. There we go. 
All right, Derek. And you can come sit at my pond. There we, we go. We're doing yeah. that. For yeah. sure. I'll bring a bottle. Yeah, uh, yeah we right, can yeah. do a full-on interview. Oh, yeah. my God. This is fun. Okay, Derek, we got to wrap, but we appreciate you. We can't wait to see uh, Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford in right. the ring for all them marbles. Woo! And uh, right. we're going to see you there for sure. And then we're going to also, well, definitely May 14th when Jermel goes into the ring against right. Castaño, too, for all the marbles again. Right. And right. Uh, we're right. going to see, will Jermel... Be very would be victorious in a very decisive win. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a whole lot of marbles on the line. Right, sure right, right. Okay, Enjoy Dr- the circle. Doing a circle. Thank you. Bye, bye, ladies. Y'all Tell Errol we said hey, and we're we're gonna I expect will. your pond video exactly today. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send it to you. I'm gonna send it to you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, bye, All right yeah, bye. bye, Derek. Whoa, he was a designer. <laughs> So He's going to make us something. He's going to make us something for the show. So you heard it here first. Exclusive Derek James Best Women's Boxing Show period collab dropping in the future. I am I am just in awe. <laughs> I didn't even know what to expect. I knew that we were going to talk about Errol and Terrence. Obviously, I knew we were going to talk about Jermel Castaño, uh, but I had no idea about the design and the pond, and he didn't watch boxing. Uh, he doesn't watch women's boxing, but he's very intrigued about this fight uh, this weekend. So it's a great one. It's a really good one, but uh, kudos to Derek. We're going to see him uh, May 14th on your birthday Woo-hoo! for all the marbles, and then he said it first. He said it first. Errol and Terrence is going to go down, and it's going to be a damn good fight. It is, and we're going to be there. Believe that. Oh, we're going to – I'm making sure I got a babysitter. If I have to hire (laughs) another babysitter, I'm doing it. Giander, I always say this, but this was such a fun show. It was It was the things that we make people tell us. So if there's anything that you want to get off of your chest, (laughs) come to the Best Women's Boxing Show, period. Or, like I said, our Twitter at Best Women's BSP, Instagram at Best Women's Boxing Show, and our TikTok, Best Women's Boxing Show. And then um, check out all of our videos on our YouTube. We got some fire stuff. We got some fire TikTok uh, videos and some reaction videos from all of our fighters and from us, too. So, again, we're going to be coming back to you um, and then our next show we're going to see if all the predictions from all the fighters have come to fruition from all the fu- all the fights this coming week so again thank you for joining us for another episode of Best Women's Boxing Show I oh Best Women's, ah, Best Women's Boxing Show period I am Cynthia Conte and I am Gina Andromeda see you guys at the fights bye guys